connected like five people, and there's more than five people. Welcome to Kingdom Hearts Live. Yes. Woo! Woo! I know it's 9 a.m., so I'm not surprised there's not a lot of people here, but, but thanks for showing thought. up anyway. Yeah, so... <laughs> all right, so this is probably a moot point at this point because I'm sure you're all here because you actually care about Kingdom Hearts, but does anybody not understand Kingdom Hearts at all? <laughs> okay, here's a different question. Does anyone... Might get a little lost, but that's okay. It's the corner of, we're not mad at you, it's okay. There's a lot of games. <laughs> oh, a note that actually like a good YouTube series by Everglow called The Kingdom Hearts Timeline. So oh, yeah. Yes. That actually does help out a lot when you're yeah. stuck. I think the problem is for a lot of us playing the handheld versions, it's just a little not as complex as it was in the original where you're just spamming one button. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so we're here since most of you know what the hell is going on at least. We're here to talk about all the Kingdom Hearts 3 premiere event information. Who saw that? All right. So, um, oh yeah, I forgot to do our intro. Hi, I'm Dee. Hi, I'm Helen. <laughs> and this is Kingdom Hearts, Woo! where we, I can't say, you know, we're really where we crap things. post Kingdom Hearts into your ears normally, but now we're doing it directly to your faces. Yay! <laughs> Oh my god, I keep seeing the audio go into the red, but whatever, we'll fix that in post. Hello. All right. So, there was a lot of stuff in that Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, premiere event, yeah? Who's, who's hella salty they didn't get to go? Me! <laughs> Did anybody get to go? If so, you can leave. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We will not kick anyone out. So, we gathered as much information as we can. We broke it down into... Key Hopefully points. as uh, comprehensible as possible. So let's just dive right into it. So the battle stuff. God, I'm so Let bad at not so swearing. I'm battle sorry. Battle mechanics. Yes, um, battle mechanics. Please. So the biggest thing that I thought was hella exciting. Oh, crap. <laughs> that I thought was super exciting is the ability to switch keyblades. Like... Mid-battle. Yeah, in the middle of battle, in the middle of these Keyblade transformations, you get to equip up to three. I believe the three that they showed off in the premiere were the Monsters, Inc. Keyblade, which is called the Smile Gear, the Toy Story Keyblade, which is called the Infinity Badge, and the Kingdom of Corona slash Rapunzel Keyblade, which is called Ever After? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ever mm -hmm. After. Ever After. So you can apparently switch these in the middle of transformations and all that, and... If you switch from a transformed Keyblade, it, like, saves that, which I think is really cool. So you can go right back into, like, if you're using the Ever After Keyblade, have it saved in the Mirage Staff. Mirage Staff? Yes. Thank you. And just go right back to it. Um, this is my purpose and my calling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I thought was interesting. So you know how every game has those annoying as... Elemental Heartless that you gotta remember. You gotta cast this magic or else you're gonna heal it like a dummy. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Yes. <laughs> yeah, as of, as of now, Elemental Heartless, like Yellow Operas and things like that, they can actually be harmed by their corresponding magic, so you can harm a Yellow Opera with Thunder, thunder. now, instead of where previously if you used Thunder on it, it would just 
be like, hey, I feel refreshed and ready to go. And ready to zap your butt again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, the other interesting thing is the link system, which yes. has replaced the summons. Congratulations, summons are useful. Yeah. <laughs> or at least they look useful and they sound useful. So the ones we have seen um, are the Meow Wow link, which is called Wonder Balloon, I believe. And it's supposed to be similar to... <laughs> Similar to the, dream to the dream, how uh, Sora's link with it worked in Dream Drop Distance, where you're riding a gigantic meow wow and bouncing around the arena, which is and smashing what it is. stuff. I can't swear. It's the greatest <laughs> thing. Yeah. And um, then I thought it was very exciting that Wreck It Ralph is introduced to the series. Yeah. And yes, we will get to that in a little bit because we have a very long section of other <laughs> with uh, relevant information. But, so his 8-bit blast, what that does, you can, Sora basically rides on his shoulders like a it's small child cute. with his father, and you can, <laughs> and you can, like, lunge forward to, like, gorilla smack into people, or his big thing is building up these blocks and, like, cannons with them, I guess, um, so you build up a bunch of those to trap either one big heartless or a bunch of smaller ones, and then... His finisher is to set them all off, and it's a huge, huge area of effect damage, which I think is real cool. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things I noticed in the premiere information is that there's a lot of really interesting area of effect attacks going on, and I know that, yes. hasn't, exactly, that hasn't exactly been a, a, a feature, shall we say, previously, <laughs> um, which is cool. Yeah. For the record, in case you are unaware, this one's the expert. I'm just yeah. along for the ride. <laughs> this one I introduced, and then I roped them in to doing the podcast with me. <laughs> okay, so, and last but not least is Ariel's Link, which we have seen multiple times. It looks so friggin' pretty. It's called Lagoon Showtime. Basically what it is, she's diving in and out of the ground, even though, you know, and she's, um, as she's diving in and out of the ground with Sora, it creates these little puddles, and her finisher is these puddles become giant jets of water that attack the enemies and basically look like a water show. I think one of the articles we looked at compared it to, like, the Bellagio water fountain in Las Vegas. So if that gives you any idea, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about and have ever been to Vegas before. Or if you've been to Disney and you've seen the World of Color show, they do a lot of, a lot of, um... That's, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. I mean, given it is Disney, so um, so uh, uh, we've talked. We have like three pages of notes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the other thing is, uh, I don't know how many people are super paying close attention to the different forms you can use. Um, I know in the premiere when they were uh, showcasing the rock, yeah, the rock titan battle, you had access to second form, which off the top of my head I cannot remember. I think it's coloring is similar to wisdom form. Yeah, I think so. Um, so there's that, as far as I can tell, we haven't gotten too much more information about it aside from that it's basically like a drive form is what I would uh, equate you, it to. You compared it to aqua earlier. Did I? You were talking to me. Yeah. I don't remember. You compared it to the way that in like um, in like um, Fragmentary Passage in 2.8, aqua can kind of... No, that was that talking was, about the finishers. That was talking about the finishers? You yes, because you... Birth by Sleep has finishers that do... Uh, different things depending on. Oh, tech is here to fix our mics. Thank you. We love you. Yeah. Uh, no, no, we just need, we the, just mics. need the mics. Um, so yeah. And then moving on, the attraction flow, which is so cool and so exciting. I very, I 
I like them a lot. Can you tell I'm tired? I can't talk right now. It's too early. Let We're me used do to it. recording this at like seven o'clock at night on our bedroom floor. With the cat in our arms. <laughs> so uh, this uh, the premiere event showcased four different ones. Um, we have seen three of them. I don't think the Grizzly River Run uh, attraction flow has been seen too much in the trailers. Um, but there was, oh, I forgot to put Big Magic Mountain on here. Whatever. <laughs> so the Big Magic Mountain attraction flow is the one that I believe might be specific to the Rock Titan battle. Because these, so the, the, the attraction flows are only available at certain points. You can't just trigger these whenever you want, apparently. And um, I think what you're saying about Big, uh, big Magic Mountain, I keep wanting to say yeah, Thunder Mountain. It's based on Big Thunder Mountain because it's the giant light-up train. Um, Thunder Mountain doesn't light up. Well, yeah, I know, but obviously you've never been on Big Thunder at night while the fireworks show is going off. I definitely recommend everyone do that. It's super pretty, especially when you're going up the hill. And, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Tangent. But, so the Thunder Mountain... Uh, <laughs> the Thunder Mountain one is... Um, it seems like that is your finisher, big finisher, I guess, for the Rock Titan battle. And it triggers... And there's a lot of... It sounded like Goofy going, Look out! Look out! Like so, every two seconds, you know, instead of get up on the Hydra's back. Uh, <laughs> or, or what's the other one? Feel the heat. Feel the heat. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the big, th uh, big Magic Mountain. That one's a pretty straightforward one. Sora rides this uh, electrical parade train around the Rock Titan, firing fireworks in its face. And Buddy, I don't trust him with those. <laughs> I know, he's a 16-year-old boy. He's going to blow his fingers off. Or his face. Or set his hair on fire. Or Have set, you seen that? Or set <laughs> Donald and Goofy on fire. Well, Donald might I deserve it. Be better off. <laughs> <laughs> Donald might deserve it a little. Only a little. I mean, his AI improved. A little. Kind of. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, so that one's pretty straightforward. The big finisher is, um, it's, you line the targets up, basically the lock-on targets, and set off a huge fireworks display in the Rock Titan space. Pretty. And according to everything I've read, that is where the battle ended. Um, other attraction flows that seem to be available in the field, and I'm not sure if they are restricted to specific regions of the field, because every article I read said these would pop, they only popped up in one area for me, but I talked to other people and they were popping up in this area. It's entirely possible so, they're random as well. Yeah, these were showing up um, more in the Toy Story world, which is called Toy Box. Um, there are the teacup rides, which is basically pretty straightforward. You sit in the teacups, and you spin them, and you run into enemies and knock them all over the place. Um, there is the pirate ship one, which we've seen a couple times in the trailers. You basically, you rock back and forth until you go horizontal and knock enemies out of the way. Um, the Astro like Blasters, yeah. yeah. The Astro Blasters one, um, I don't know how many of you remember seeing the uh, mechs, or they're called Gigas? 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 Giga. Giga, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's where Sora essentially becomes yeah, Diva. Yeah, getting the getting the robot Sora. Um, <laughs> That's an old name. And the Astro Blasters um, attraction flow looks like it works pretty similar to that. And from everything I've read, you know, does the same thing, which I think is real cool. 
And last but not least is the Grizzly River Run. I couldn't find any pictures of this one, but it sounds pretty straightforward and pretty cool. Sora gets in like the River Run raft and it creates its own route of water and the raft follows that and basically runs in to any enemies that are still sitting in that path. So, like, nice. <laughs> yeah, and it just kind of... <laughs> it's very descriptive. We also have an audio media, in case you forgot. <laughs> uh, psh, do the splooshy. Nice. Okay. So, Leave me alone. Is this done? So, no, we're not done, actually. Um, I was talking about my coffee, but okay. <laughs> so there's also a lot of... While uh, we did mention there's a lot of nice area of attack... Um, Atta area, area of effect text. attacks. There we go. God, I need to wake up. <laughs> Let's see. There's Let also oh a God. bunch of um, attacks and moves that are really good at closing distance. Real quick, um, I believe the drill punch keyblade transformation um, was one that a lot yeah, of people cited. It moves a specific uh, significant it, distance. Yeah, it uh, sort of lunges forward with the drill attached to Sora's arm, and you go right up in the heartless face. <laughs> face. <laughs> um, and... Actually, on that note, in regards to the Keyblade transformations, um, the ones we have seen so far since they're early Keyblades, they only have two transformations. Supposedly, the later Keyblades will have three. So, we'll see. I hope. Yeah, and, um, so, so the, my favorite thing of, uh, from the premiere so far is the Goofy shot. Yes, so I don't know, uh, most of you probably remember from KH2 the limits that Sora could do with all his different party members. Um, there was one, actually no, there wasn't one that was really similar to this. There was I the goofy this. bash thing, I think, where you're holding him like a battering ram and you run him into stuff. This time but you this just one, eat him. Yeah, this one is called Goofy Shot, Ow. and the description is you spin him and you fling him at the enemies. So I'm not sure if that means like a boomerang <laughs> or like a bomb, but whatever. I mean, I'm down to throw Goofy whatever. Yeah. So, um, the other one is the return of, um, Flare Force with Donald, which, as far as I could see, it's supposed to be similar to his Fantasia limit, um, but I didn't see them showing a big finisher for that, so it might just be launching fireworks here and there with that without the finisher, which kind of sucks, because it se always seemed like the big finisher did the most damage for me, but maybe I'm just bad at games. <laughs> so... Um, um, the, oh god, I should have ordered this a little better, because I just talked about the Keyblade transformation, but whatever. <laughs> so, um, the transformations, pretty much, they're obviously unique to each Keyblade. Um, there's a lot of different things that they let you do, like the hammer is basically, I'm gonna sweep this giant hammer in a huge arc and knock all these heartless way out of my way because I don't want to fight them and right now I or really want to know what it, what it took for Sora to get buff enough to lift that thing. I mean, it's a toy, probably. He's a toy! He's made of plastic in that world! Leave That's him true. alone! That's true. <laughs> and then, there's also, I put this under transformations, but I don't think it's technically a transformation. I it think might it's, be a limit. It, yeah, it's more like a limit, but there is the Rocket Ruckus, which seems uh, really unwieldy to use because Sora, uh, Woody, and Buzz all hop on this rocket and you have to pilot it around and it pilots very jerky from what I've seen, but you pilot it around a and... a toy! You know... You're a toy! <laughs> they're all toys in this <laughs> world. In this world it's toy or be toyed? 
no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, in this world, it's toys or action figures only. But, and apparently dolls. And apparently dolls. We'll get to that. Um, so that is the other uh, limit. Um, so let's move on to the gigas. The gigas are cool. Gigas? I don't know. The kaiju. Have you have you never <laughs> seen the giga pudding commercial? Because it's that. Oh my god! No, it's not. It's a giga. So giga. Okay, giga. It's Latin. So the gigas um, actually come in three different varieties. We found out, and each one I think it's red, blue, and purple. Maybe. Yeah. Or either red, blue, and purple, or red, blue, and yellow. I can't remember. But each one has a special attack um, that comes with it. <clears throat> One is to launch cannons, one will create explosions, and one will... It, I put Spice down tackle enemies, but it's not really tackling. It's more of like a shoulder charge forward. So you're, you're basically shoulder checking Heartless out of your way. But you're also charging into Heartless them. and unburst, actually. Well, no, so we... are a football player. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sora climbed in a mech and became buff. Yes, that's the only way he can become buff. But they also have their primary abilities, which are pretty straightforward, which is just firing some guns and the option to punch him out the way. Basically D.Va. And then, yeah, honestly, and if the health on the Giga gets too low, you just hop out of that one, um, get in yeah. another one. It is worth noting that the Giga, um, it's the Gigas that are in first-person view, correct? Yes, yes, the Gigas and uh, the Astro Blaster. Um, so they're in first-person view. Transformation. Rather Attraction than, flow, yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, it's not that bad if you're used to playing stuff in first person, which for a long time I was not. But it was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool to see. Um, and like I said, it's pretty straightforward to use, thankfully. <clears throat> um, It'll be interesting to see how the controls may or may not change with those. That wasn't exactly clear from most of the premiere information from the people who played the demo. Um, yeah, so what you were talking about earlier that I said was similar to uh, Birth by Sleep was there are the special reaction commands that allow Sora to use these big fancy finishers, which... Um, Everything in this game looks so pretty that I want to cry. Yeah, there were... In a lot of the screen grabs, actually, if you look down in the lower left corner where um, the menu options are, um, you see a lot, a lot of these... Uh, triangle reaction commands that you were like available to use. You are the only person who looks for that. No, I wasn't. You're I'm lying. not. That's not a lie. I, don't, I didn't look at that stuff and I watched it with you. And yes, you, uh, what, but you I was getting triangle. the information. <laughs> I'm not looking for the triangles. I'm you looking for the green anyway. section. You would have looked at it anyway. That is a bunch of reaction commands. And now, obviously, we're not sure. Um, a bunch of people that did attend this event, we're like, oh, you know, it's probably turned up to help sell the game. So the reaction commands they were saying uh, were showing up every few seconds. But it seems like a lot of this stuff that happens is triggered by building, um, building up your combos. And I know there were also some concerns that were saying, oh, there's input lag. I don't know if it's this or if it's because Source not strong enough yet and that he'll get this ability later. Yeah, so there is a possibility that Nimura has gone ahead and nerfed Sora even more mm. than in previous games, just yeah. to kind of make it more extreme for him to gain things. I mean, we are not entirely sure exactly how wrecked he is after um, Dream Drop Distance, so there is a chance yes. that he just he just forgot how to hold a Keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Keyblade? Where do I put it? Yes, I will show the Keyblade off later. <laughs> um... 
If and anyone cares, this was made by Down to Space Prop Commission. Yes. They are on hiatus until October, but they're really wonderful to work with. Yes. I unfortunately forgot the cards. Blades. I'm sorry. They love making <laughs> keyblades. Unfortunately, I forgot their cards, which is on me. Um, yeah, that is on you. And the last battle base thing is the confirmed return of shot locks, which are the really fancy multiple target attacks. Um, we, I think we saw a couple of them during the... Uh, What's the friggin' word? The uh, clips that we watched, um, where Sora is, I um, is using like one of them. I think is the yo-yos, where he puts his arms out to the side, and you see the yo-yos just ricocheting off a bunch of targets, which is pretty tight. So yeah, huh. but um, his shot locks look really pretty. They look really nice. They look yes. really pretty. Um, I was there never are, very good at shot locks. Yeah, there I'm are really a few bad. that look like they're similar to the ones in Birth by Sleep. I cannot, for the life of me, remember the names of them now. But just know there's some that are similar. There's one that looks a lot like. Um, it, was it Tara that had the? the Tara uh, had a few of them, um, or all of them in Birth by Sleep had at least some similar base ones. But yeah, but I mean, he. It's he, the. Never, one of the ones where you launch like a salvo of fireballs. Fire, not, not fireballs. It's balls of light, but whatever. Balls of light. Oh, that's yes. Similar to the infinity shot that Sora had. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's very helpful. Now let's We're move done. on to the worlds. So <laughs> the first thing is that Namora said Pixar is a necessity in this game, which makes me really excited. So I'm really hoping we're getting more than one Pixar world, which is what it looks like it's probably uh, leaning towards. And each um, world is also supposed to have like a sort of unique, I don't know if, if it's specifically a battle composition. Um, but, but like in a unique experience. Yeah, some sort of used. unique experience, uh, like the mechs in Toy Box. So you don't is. get those yeah. uh, anywhere else. And... Guys, these worlds are gonna be really friggin' huge. Guess how I much of uh, guess how much of Toy Box was shown in the premiere? Guess how much? Thirty percent. Yes, that 30%. is correct. Yeah, that's it. And so, not only is like if you've seen the clips of what's been shown, these maps are gigantic. Obviously, Kingdom Hearts is still not an open world game, which for my your poor dumb sense butt. Of direction. And my terrible sense of direction is you a good thing. You get lost in Dragon Age Origins. Yes, I do. You get I lost do. in Dragon Age 2. Yes, I do. <laughs> For those who are not aware, Dragon Age 2 has recycled maps that all look the same. <laughs> That's why I get and lost. And Dragon Age Origins is so non-open world that it's really, really hard to get lost, and I don't know what your issue is. Listen. Irrelevant. <laughs> um... How do you get around in the hinterlands, but not in the Korkari wilds? Oh, you think I get around in the hinterlands? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but I mean, I've seen you get lost in Kingdom Hearts before, too. Yeah. I got lost <laughs> in Traverse Town. Don't out me, Sam. <laughs> I, couldn't rem I couldn't remember the order you're supposed to go to the districts in Traverse Town when I was replaying the first game. <laughs> I was running around them in order I'd for like, like to point half out, an you hour. You were also playing it in crit mode, so you were like dying a lot. I was dying a lot. That was fun. But no, she's actually played uh, almost all of the games in crit mode, right? Yes, I'm currently trying to replay through them all in crit mode before we get to our release date. Sometimes we stream, which is <laughs> but, just her streaming because. But um, I, moving know. on, so in Corona, 
uh, Rapunzel's hair is supposed to have some really cool mechanics, aside from we've seen her using it uh, in battle and all that, but it also just kind of interacts with the environment, just kind of bumping along the path. And I think it's pretty... If she can trip Sora with her hair, I will be so grateful. Oh my grateful. god. <laughs> I just want him to just fall flat on his face because her hair got in the way. Yeah, but... I think. Listen, if he couldn't trip himself on those dumb big shoes of his in one, he can't trip over anything. He's immune. He's immune. This is not true, but I appreciate the sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) So, there are also supposed to be dozens of NPCs in all the worlds, and Sora can interact with these NPCs. So maybe that means if we go to Olympus again and Sora participates in the games again, there won't be empty stands cheering to us. (laughs) Don't take our word for that because we don't know. Yes. Revolutionary. So far, the only NPCs that anyone has seen who's been to the event were the ones in um, Corona in the big plaza. So maybe they'll just be T posing Corona. So oh my NPCs. god! <laughs> like if you look at uh, Blizzard World and Overwatch, and you you use the fly cam to get outside the map, all the spectators in the far off distance are actually just T posing recolored seventy sixes, <laughs> <laughs> sliding around. Yeah, it's great. So as long as you go to Olympia and Akaba, and Jimmy saying, "Why do I love Akaba? The people. <laughs> the people. Empty. It's empty." <laughs> It's the people, they're all here. asleep right now, actually. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of Easter eggs in yes. land. So, so um, a lot of the Easter eggs, obviously, because um, toy, the Toy Box world was the more um, exploration-heavy world and in this premiere. Mix, it's a mix of um, Japanese and American toys. Yes. The cool thing is that there was a giant Dissidia NT display. So that's pretty meta. That is pretty um, meta. What the hell? But there's a lot of, like, general Easter eggs just based around, like, the movies and stuff. Like, there's a Pizza Planet truck with the A113 license plate on it. Um, <coughs> because that has and to be there. And stuff like that, yeah. And my, um, my favorite little thing is Rex thinking that Sora is based on some other game. His name that... He uses is Yazora? Yazora. Yazora, thank you. Which um, is the same, it means nice guy, so for those of you who play Final Fantasy, that's also Noctis. Yes, Noctis Kalem, his name also means nice guy, which I thought was pretty interesting. So if you want more meta, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the I do recall when they were talking about the Toy Story world before this premiere, they were talking about how it was supposed to be like, a unique experience, and I think it's really cool that the Galaxy Toys Toy Store was created specifically for Kingdom Hearts so that um, the characters would be able to have this unique experience as opposed to, you know, before in the games, you're just pretty much going through the storyline, but also Sora and company are there. <laughs> but, um, so one of the other things that's important to note here is that this is... This adventure with Sora is canon to the Toy Story timeline, which means that whatever happens here screws up Woody for um, Toy Story 3. This is why he's this way. <laughs> I mean, ma- is y'all that know how Woody was in Kingdom in, in a Kingdom Hearts, in Toy, <laughs> Toy Story, Story 3, 3. You know, he was kind of just like. <laughs> and just, this is oh, why. Also, for the record, his animation is great. He's so floppy. Oh yeah, if you've oh, seen his his run animation versus Buzz's run animation, <laughs> it's very floppy versus very rigid, which I think is really cool. Um, you try to compare the animations to the original game. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was this run was similar to Toy Story 2 on the PS1 and 64 while combining some concepts from Disney Infinity, like how it was Tackle Charge? Yeah. 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 So, and uh, on top of that, you know, a lot of people hold Toy Story up as, as this, like, holy grail of animation because even now and at its, when it uh, first came out, the animation on it was so good. You can see, like, even now, you can see, like, the stitching on uh, Woody's uh, parts. and the seams? There's, like, oh, quiet. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying really hard not to swear. Lines. Don't piss me off. <laughs> I love And there's, you. like, little uh, dings and scratches on Buzz, which I just think is really cool that they were... From play. Yeah. They, they've put so much work into these worlds to make them you know, to add these little things in to just further immerse you in it. A couple of the people playing the demo were very, very cynical. Like, I yeah. could tell that they had <laughs> They were not, like, if were the like, release date if comes. If it comes out, <laughs> if this game is any good, if yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I could just tell that they clearly have no joy in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um... So, moving on, um, I have a couple more notes about the unique mechanics that are supposed to be in each world. Um, someone pointed this out. I didn't actually notice it in any of the screens I originally saw. But, um, you know, we mentioned that there are the gigas for uh, using for battle in toys in toy box. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I thought I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, there's also, like I said, again, Rapunzel's hair. It seems like there might be a possibility of Sora working with her and using her hair for attacks. I'm not sure. There's that big finisher where, like, a tower just comes up what, out of what's nowhere. What's it called when you just, like, you just clothesline people with their hair? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, yeah. let's clothesline a bunch of Heartless with their hair. Okay, Rapunzel, ready? Go! <laughs> and in the Monsters, Inc. world, there is supposedly uh, something to do with a laugh meter. So I'm wondering, you know, if that'll be any effect on Sora's battle, or just something... I can't something... wait to be in Monsters, Inc. world taking yeah. down the man with Sully and Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in regards to the actual gameplay, I don't have a lot of notes on it, because... Which isn't important. Well, no, it's it's a good thing. Um, I mentioned before, uh, some people were citing uh, input lag on um, the controllers between, you know, pressing a button and Sora actually kind of doing sluggish. something. Um, and we mentioned, you know, it's also a possibility... Oh my god, I'm trying not to burp. <laughs> this happens every time we record, just I know. for the record. It really does. But, you know, there's the possibility that uh, uh, we mentioned of Sora's abilities being nerfed more to make him slower and react slower. But, uh, which would be kind there of cool was... if his reaction time improved over yeah. time. That would be really neat if a little bit. Uh, I'm not a little sure bit annoying. I know uh, one person did say there was a marked improvement in uh, battling in the Toy Box world versus battling the Rock Titan in Olympus. <clears throat> You're also supposed to be able to sort of, I guess, customize your battle preferences into, like, a gameplay style that works for you. Because we mentioned, you know, there's a bunch, a bunch of different attacks that you can use. Like, there's the different forms, there's the different Keyblade transformations, there's the different summit or links. It's going to be kind of shot logs. It'll There will be a lot of stuff, and, you know, I always favor the simple hack and slash with the Keyblade with occasional special stuff sprinkled in, but I think... This will like make for yeah. This will make for a really unique gameplay experience, and you know, obviously, everyone is gonna be able to 
play this game their own way instead of having to resort to only just the hack and slash that we've sort of been accustomed to, I think. <clears throat> um, so in regards to the AI, everyone said that the party AI is fairly balanced, fairly. which is good. No one mentioned anything about Donald's healing capabilities, so I don't know about that. Probably um, the, bad. The only thing is that, you know, it seemed like the, the AI were slightly over-eager. So they die a lot. Well, not only that, but, like, you get one hit in on an enemy, and then your party converges on them and just kills them before you can do anything. You know what sucks, though? Guess what's not fixed, ever? The camera angle nightmares. Who remembers camera angle nightmares? Yep. Yeah. So I know one of the big issues um, people were mentioning is that um, when you have to scale up the rock titan to get to his head, the camera angles made it really difficult because how it works, you're going from like these shimmery gold spots one do after another after another. And if you don't make it, you fall back down. You got to hit the feet and do it all over again. On the again. other hand, isn't there, so, you said you could change direction without some, without falling. That's for going directly up the uh, cliff faces. I'm going to talk so, about yeah, that in okay. a second. Um, yeah, but... Supposedly 60 FPS. Yes, supposedly. supposedly 60 FPS. Some people were saying it looked more like about 45, but there's also very smooth transitions going from a cutscene directly into gameplay no cuts, which, which I think is really of, cool. Um, that reminds me of uh, 2.8 Fragmentary Passage really did that very, very well. Mm. And if it looks anything like that, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many people actually played 2.8 Fragmentary Passage. Or at least Fragmentary Passage. Show yeah, hands, yay. Maybe. No. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, so those of you remember the Heartless battle with that, like, column of Heartless. Oh, that yeah, that cool. thing. Yeah, that thing was really cool. And if, if, if half of Kingdom Hearts 3 looks that neat, it's going to be an amazing game. So. Yeah. Um, you know, other little things. Um, there's no, like, text box talk scenes. I'm not really sure how to describe it really well, but it's... Like when, when you, you go, go to an NPC? Yeah, when you would go talk to just, like, an idle character before you go into, like, an actual cutscene. There's no, like, the little speech bubble text there's box. There's no audio? It's... But there's no audio. It's just the line on the bottom. It's very smooth, very clean. It looks very nice. And Sora can auto-run now, which means he'll vault over very small rocks and boxes and little platforms. So you don't get stuck on something that's this big that you go, Sora, why can't you just walk over that? <laughs> you dumb, dumb boy. <laughs> <clears throat> so the environment has... <clears throat> oh, God. Let me do this. I'm so okay. there's a couple I of promise. really interesting things like scattered around the environment that I think are really funny. So there's a gas canister Easter egg. Sora and company get high-pitched voices and have a short conversation when they yep. find this thing. It's really cute. My they're... voice is higher than your voice. No, let's not. <laughs> but, yeah, they're basically having this short little conversation about, ah, why is my voice so high? It's very cute. There's also a Rock'em Sock'em Robots Easter egg that looked like it was in the, oh, the, the toy store, um, where you basically, once you walk up to it, it initiates a fight with the other robot, and if you don't react fast enough, you get flung off the platform, which I thought was uh, pretty funny. Um, so there's a lot of inter then, interactivity with the environment, so yeah, you like can scale cliff sides, said, you can free fall, and, and Supposedly, yes, or you're swim. supposed to be, supposedly. Uh, be, be able to dive and swim, um, I don't know that we've seen too much of that beyond um, Sora's link with Ariel. So if we can actually, if there's like some sort of mechanic that 
allows us to actually dive into bodies of water and fight Heartless in the water that's not like, you know, Kingdom Hearts 1 Atlantica battle mechanics. <laughs> that would be really nice. But it seems like, uh, more or less, basically any surface that has this special sheen to it, um, like a vertical surface, you run directly into it and Sora will just run straight up. <clears throat> it's very easy to like change directions when... Uh, the prime example of this was, again, the Rock Titan battle where he's hurling boulders down at you and you have to run up the cliff face and, you know, go from one side to the other really quickly. And it just, I think it's cool. You can run straight up a friggin' wall. Sora can't hold his Keyblade anymore, but he can run up the wall, I guess. <laughs> um, there's also... Uh, other things around the environment that are supposed to be able to help you reach like higher areas that you wouldn't be able to get to normally, or like, I guess you know without areas glide. In previous games, yeah, where there's like a chest that you can see but you can't like, get to it because you don't have. Can I jump high enough for another nope. half of the game? <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. apparently as there's, much of a problem. Yeah. So one example was there's like a flying mechanical bee or something in the toy box world. It just kind of it acts similar to the uh, the dolphin. Actually, in KH1 Atlantica, the one, you know, you grab onto the fin and it takes you out of whatever area you're in. And I can't I remember. Lost, like, and you have, yeah, that. you go and it takes you against the current into this area that you wouldn't normally be able to get to, which I think is really cool. Um, story! And, yeah, it's time to talk about much it. story information. Yeah. Yes. So, unfortunately, there's not a lot of spoilers, which is good and bad, I guess. Um... But to start off with, Nomura has pretty much confirmed that Kingdom Hearts 3, the game theme, obviously, while it's in the title, is heart, is also resolution. Um, he did say that there's, I know the game is not always super serious, but there is that, you know, darker undertone to a lot of the stuff that's going on. But he said there will be many unexpected surprises and a difficult ending that will be Hard to grasp. And I don't know about you, but out of Nomura's mouth, <laughs> I, am, I am terrified. I am terrified. Um, One fear. Yes. One fear. One fear. And that's Sora being hurt. <laughs> One fear. Hurt of my children. <laughs> um, they're... Oh. oh. Yay, the mics work now. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, okay. No um, and they did also cite the... Um, I don't know how many people play the mobile game... But the foreshadowing slash prophecy of light being defeated by darkness. Now, I don't know that that's exactly what's going to happen in KH3, but he did <clears throat> say something about, you know, there will be a darker tone to it, and it will be a matter of if Sora and everyone can overcome what's been foretold. So, I that don't think. Good. Oh, thank that you. All right. Hello. Hello? Okay, there we go. So. I don't think there's going to be a lot of crossover with the mobile game, so those of you who haven't played it, you're fine. But aside from the special campaign they had actually to include names, I guess, um, from people who scored high enough in the high score challenge, whatever. That Which was can... really, really difficult. We're talking 60, 70 million points in these high score challenges. Yeah, it was That's ridiculous. Insane. But, you know, if you score high enough, you have the possibility of getting your name in KH3. Um, they, we discussed this before, but um, it will be in the North American version, they will 
or the uh, more international release, they'll be drawing from the international pool of players. And for the, Jap the Japanese release, they'll be drawing from only the Japanese pool of players, which I think is a little unfair, but you know, I didn't score high enough, so I'm bitter. <laughs> I want to be in Kingdom Hearts 3, are you kidding me? And my poorly dressed avatar? Hell, <laughs> heck yeah! Don't swear. Don't swear. I'm telling myself not to swear. Um, so at most, the uh, story stuff that we were able to pick up from reading five million articles uh, and everything is that in the toy box world, the world has supposedly been split in two by young master Xehanort to supposedly... Also known as your boy Terra with problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's to... I don't think it's actually your boy Terra. It is your boy Terra. Not quite. It's it's pre it's pre Terra. It's uh Terra oh, who right or it's uh Xehanort who is just starting to become a Keyblade master oh, right. at that Baby point. Nort. Yes, Baby Nort. So he has split this world into to better understand hearts. And you know, obviously we know that from previous trailers that Andy and some of the toys have been kidnapped by a man in black, but what Sora gleans from this is that the world is split in two, and some of them are in this other world, and they have to, I guess, find a way to cross over or merge them back together. Only but one of them is real. <laughs> yes, only one of them is real. And, you know, Young Master Xehanor is able to bring these toys to life as evil toy heartless, which is the whole point of being there. <laughs> um, and so while you're off trying to find these rescued toys, apparently Ham gets kidnapped. And you gotta defeat an evil doll to rescue him. So, okay, show of hands, who has been paying attention to some of the screens of this toy box world and seen a blue-haired person from the back? Anyone? Okay, I got okay, one. at least one dude. Two? Only a couple of you. Okay, you wanna talk about the doll? Because yes, this I is do. your topic of uh, yes, I do. expertise. So one of the things that's really interesting about this toy box world is that it is combining a lot of popular Japanese toys. Now there is something in Japan that's pretty popular. You might see a couple of them here. And those are ball jointed dolls. And it really looks to me personally that this doll is a ball jointed doll, which is really cool. So ball jointed dolls can range in size anywhere from about the size of a Barbie doll or smaller to approximately 75 centimeters. There's a couple that are larger, but you're looking at about a three-foot-tall doll in comparison to Sora, who's about the size of a Barbie doll action figure. Now, um, I will point out, um, we are seeing this person from the back, so it's entirely possible that the camera angle is making Sora look much smaller. One of the articles I looked at kind of referenced her this doll, um, which is one of the bosses you have to fight, confirmed. Um, this blue-haired doll from the back, and saying that... Um, she looks like a knockoff descend like Disney Descendants doll. I haven't seen what they look like. I haven't seen but... what those look like either, but in my opinion, her the wig that you see from the back on this doll, assuming it is a wig, which most of them have, it looks a lot like a very, very old full set from a company called Volks. If any of you have ever seen Roz and Maiden, those are ball-jointed dolls. So those are what you're looking at here. And it looks like they probably made the movements really creepy. The way these dolls work is that they're jointed, and it's possible she may be modeled after a single-jointed doll, which means her arms will not be able to bend past 90 degrees. And if they can, then you have to pop the joint out, and it looks really freaky. So um, yeah. that could be really cool. They also tend to have removable eyes, so it's entirely possible that if you hit her hard enough, an eye might fall out. Oh, don't say that. Fun, Kingdom right? Hearts is a rated E game, I think, still. It's just a glass eyeball. Or E10+. It's not hurting plus. anybody. <laughs> but 
yeah, so... But yeah, um, there yeah. were a couple of very blurry pictures of her from the front, and guys, she looks freaking terrifying. Her eyes are, like, huge and doing that... Stylistically a BJD thing. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. They're doing that wide, like, terrified eye look. I cannot mimic it, obviously, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you, I, I hope you guys would get what I'm trying to get at. So that might be really, really freaky, but I, for one, am very excited. Yeah. Um, so, because I'm easy. So that's about it for the KH3 specific stuff. Um, oh, we have 15 minutes. Wow, that went faster. Yeah, do we have to faster. talk about that? Why don't we um, take questions instead? No, we can. I just want to go over some of this stuff. Um, Make it quick. Make it quick. Okay, okay. Who's yelling at me, guys? This is what I live with. <laughs> so... Obviously, we know um, KH3 is going to be available also on the Xbox One. Um, Nomura has also said there are currently no plans to port any of the Kingdom Hearts collections, like um, 1.5 and 2.5, the remixes, but there will be a plan... Plans to implement a system that will allow Xbox One players to catch up on all the relevant plot details. What that tells me is something like uh, Chain of Memories ported into 1.5 mess. Oh, if it's, like, a theater mode, that's going to be really long because there's, like, 40-plus hours of cutscenes, yes, I think. I know. Um, there has also been released an extended preview of Oath slash Chikai, which is the Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, theme music. Unfortunately, um, we can't access yeah, that. Yeah, we can't access that because there's no Wi-Fi in here. Um, and also, I wouldn't want to play it because I don't want to get, like, copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, that but, would be bad. yes, I definitely recommend listening to it um, if you guys haven't listened to it at all yet. It's very good. Um, there's also some new rumors of new KH Funkos, supposedly, and those supposedly are Mickey, Riku, a Soldier Heartless, and Vanitas. And, supposedly, our release date is coming early next month from Nomura, which I'm hoping means it will be at E3. Please be at E3. Nomura, do not let me down. I don't know when else in the month you might say it that would be relevant. Um, Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's true. Point. I totally forgot the orchestra was going on because I can't afford to go. <laughs> um, and the uh, someone mentioned a hoping for a Wreck-It Ralph world. Um, it's basically almost been confirmed to show up in the mobile game. It was hinted at by both Nomura and a Square Enix mobile community rep um, after that was uh, brought up. <clears throat> so you um, may not even be able to get the Wreck-It Ralph summon until after going to that world, which would place well, no, you in a it, toy box? No, possibly. I'm talking about it's in the mobile game. Oh, it's in the mobile game? Yes. Um, and well, then... that, that means nothing to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to point out that the story mode is so freaking long, if I have to go back to, to Snow White's world one more time, I'm going to throw my phone at something. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there like five times, and it's always the same thing. Go save the stupid dwarves. Okay, so I'm going to skip over some of this other stuff. Um... The only other thing that I think is pretty cool, the classic Kingdom mini-games, um, they're also going to be available in the mobile game, but in the actual game as well, obviously. There are going to be over 20 different mini-games, but they're not going to be available all at once. It's something that's going to need to be like collected, I guess, and that's supposed to be incorporated into the game. Um, and the classic Kingdom mobile portal unit is not just for the mini-games. And I thought it was funny, Nomura kind of commented, Jiminy, Jiminy's job uh, might be in jeopardy. <laughs> so, but we have not heard anything about what those other functions might be. 
Um, but yeah, so you want to, I don't know what you yeah, wanted so to take from the 10, audience. Um, 10 minutes for any questions you guys might have. Or it, any it comments you want to say. Whatever. Um, she's what are your guys expert. thoughts yeah, what on cage three? All right. Um, let's go one at a time. I don't know if the mic up, up here works. works. I'm going to point y'all. Oh God. I'm going to knock that chair over. No, I'm just going to knock the chair over. It's fine. Okay. Um, glasses in the front. I saw your hand first. So one thing about the King Carson trailer I think we missed about was the Rex game Dino Naps. Once they got to the video game concept near the end of it with the toys, mm -hmm. there was a little sneak preview of the one boss fight where Buzz was hesitant to fight. Would that be Rex being corrupted by Marcus, or is he still kidnapped, would you say? Oh, I think there's a possibility mm. that he might be corrupted, similar to how the doll that we are supposed to fight is, uh, a lot of people have also said is corrupted. And we are also led to believe that Young Master Xehanort has the ability to control or change these toys into Heartless of some form. Um, okay, who next? I think, did you have a question or comment? Okay, um, do you want to, you sound like your voice is kind of scratchy. Do you want to come up to the mic? It might be a little easier for everyone to no, hear you. No, it just sounds like it's spoken for 30 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so since we, I want to hear your thoughts, actually. So, okay. Since we have these keyblade transformations, and you could have three basic, three keyblades at once. Yes. Equipped. Right. I think we'll see, and each keyblade will have these transformations. Do you think we'll actually see less Keyblades, but with more variety with fewer Keyblades? Um, I think that is entirely possible. So I don't know how well everyone could hear him, but basically he was asking if there will be uh, less Keyblades overall um, because we have all these Keyblade transformations. I mentioned, you know, two to three Keyblade transformations per Keyblade. Um, I think since there will be... Um, I think fewer worlds is uh, what some people have theorized, um, but a lot more content, and it definitely seems like there will be a lot more content in each world. I think that's definitely a possibility, um, just because it's these Keyblades can do so much now. Like, we could have a giant hammer, or we could like have a drill thing or that attaches to our arms. Or claws. Or claws, or yo-yos that are normally small, but like when you attack, they get giant, and then they turn into like this cage monster that eats heartless. Like, come on, how tight is that? It's really tight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think um, it's definitely a possibility there will be less keyblades, especially if the later keyblades are supposed to have more transformations. Okay. Um, anyone else have any comments or questions? Anyone else still have? Okay. Yes. You, I'm not pointing at people with the keyblade like I said I would. <laughs> I can carry passages around on Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. March 3 is supposedly going to run on Unreal Engine 4 as well. They still had complaints about the FPS on there? Um, I don't think it was uh, so much about the FPS. I think uh, there was only one article really that mentioned issues with that. Um, and, that and they the were estimating. Yeah. yeah, they were estimating, um, so they might not have realized it was actually at 60 FPS, but a, a lot of the resources that we've looked at have said it's supposed to be uh, 60 FPS. Uh, it sounds like more of the gameplay complaint. Gameplay complaints, blah, are from um, the input lag that uh, multiple sources have pointed out. So I think that'll be something that they just have to work on optimizing so that when you press a button, it doesn't, it doesn't lag 
a couple seconds. I know there was also something about how if you're doing mid-air attacks, um, in fragmentary passage, after you did a mid-air attack, you kind of lingered in gravity for a couple seconds before you like fell back down as opposed to just like jumping and hitting something and going straight back to the ground. Yeah, you kind of you kind of levitate, I guess, for a couple it seconds. Looks dumb. Because yeah. Magic. Yes, because okay, Aqua's yeah. magic and floaty, but Sora's not quite so magic Sora and not less, quite so floaty. floaty. His pants aren't entirely parachutes this game. <laughs> and neither are fall. his shoes. Yes, my shoes are going to make me fall though. Please um, be careful. But yeah, do we have any other questions, comments? Oh, okay, a lot of people. So yes. Okay, I have a thought on this, okay, actually. Okay, you go first. I find time. that extremely unlikely, and here's why. Mark Hamill is the voice of Master Aramis. That's true. That's true. And it's also, I would, I would also say it's worth noting that Kingdom Hearts 3 has been in development for an extremely long time. However, Star Wars has been owned by Disney for a much less long time, and it's very, very unlikely. I think Marvel is a possibility, more so than Star Wars is. Yeah. Um, as it, much as I would love to see uh, Sora kick Kylo Ren's butt, or even Vader's butt, with his, with his keyblade, yeah, with a lightsaber keyblade, I think that would and be so cool. And also, we already have lightsabers in the form of Xemnas. So, you know, I just, I don't really think that they're going to ask, Mark Hamill is an extremely good voice actor. I'm sure he could do more than one voice, but I don't think they're going to ask him to. Yeah, yeah, but so. that also, I think, depends on whether there's any, like, flashbacks to Master Ericus, because young Master Ericus has been confirmed to be voiced by, of all people, Drake Bell. <laughs> Which is, yeah, Drake yes. Bell. Drake Bell. Yes. I, mean, I ain't are you calling you a truther. We got, we got, All right. we got five um, minutes. No, that's our end oh, of time, Okay, so actually. we are done. Thank so, you for yeah, attending. So, thank you, everyone, for coming out. There's a lot more people here than I expected, and that so, makes me really happy.